0: welcome
1: to the iab uk podcast hello and welcome to the iab uk podcast from the iab i'm james chandler and we're back with another episode in season nine of the pod incredible that we've been going that long i think we've done over a hundred episodes now which is amazing anyway on to today i sat down and spoke to joe root who's one of the co-founders of Permative. For a long time, we've been knocking around clean rooms and thinking about their purpose, why they exist, their prevalence, I guess, in this post-cookie world. And Joe is just this incredibly brilliant, straightforward person who can get to the point very quickly on what they are, why they're useful, how they're going to innovate, how they start to shape this world where consent is still so, so important alongside privacy, alongside data security. So it's 15 minutes. It's effectively the dummy's guide to clean rooms. If you know nothing at all, then this is the episode for you. If you're an absolute whiz and an expert, you might want to wait until next week or go back into the archives and find another brilliant episode. Uh, But I started by asking Joe, in the context of digital advertising, what are clean rooms and how
0: do they work? So I think at their core, what clean rooms enable for two companies with their own data sets to ask questions about those data sets without having to share the raw data. So that's kind of what a clean room enables more generally. Within the context of advertising, that type of ability opens up a whole range of use cases. So planning and audience building, activation, mm-hmm. measurement, you can apply that to pretty much any use case within digital advertising and that underlying principle is fundamentally useful.
1: Clean rooms, they're not just a product of deprecation of cookies. They've been around for a while, haven't they?
0: Yeah, so I think we've seen the technology around now for a couple of years. I think we saw it first emerge with companies like Google and mm-hmm. others introducing it into their advertising stacks. And I think often kind of clean rooms are kind of put forward as a solution for the end of cookies. I think they're a really important part within it, but actually like at their core, they're solving kind of this data security problem. Yeah. And I think sometimes yeah. that can get lost a little bit.
1: What's your sense of, particularly from advertisers and brands, you know, level of sophistication? Are they using them? Are they asking questions about them? Are they all on a sort of different place in the
0: spectrum with it? Yeah, I think in that kind of technology adoption Mm. curve of kind of innovators, then early adopters, (laughs) then the majority of the market, then we're very much in that innovator phase this month. It's, It's the very earliest kind of adopters are really looking at the technology, but not the broader market as Mm a whole hasn't really moved there yet.
1: And we talked a bit about, you know, this post-cookie world and thinking about privacy and identity. Clean rooms seem to be, certainly if I look in my LinkedIn feed or Twitter feed or just listening, but they seem to be on everyone's lips more at the moment. What is it at their core that they're doing for brands and obviously for publishers as well?
0: Yeah, so I think at their core, what a data clean room really solves is the data security side of data privacy, right? So I have a data set, someone else has a data set. Mm. We don't want the other party to get their hands on that data, but we do need to be able to share and use it. And I think kind of where we see clean rooms play a really fundamental role is as we look at privacy regulation data security is a really important part of that. You yeah. have to respect data security as part of the regulation, which means data clean rooms really need to be integrated or the principles of it mm. need to be integrated into a lot of the workflows which we see in advertising. So we need to integrate kind of a data clean room, for example, into the planning phase okay. to make sure that when a publisher and advertiser work together, audiences can be planned and built, but the advertiser doesn't need to worry the publishers getting their hands on the data and vice versa.
1: These are all very noddy questions from me because i am literally I've had five minutes of learning so far. It's going to be lots, lots more. In terms of how that data comes in from both sides, does it need to be in specific formats or effectively you can kind of take anything and the technology does its work to kind of match it up and put it together?
0: So typically when we see clean rooms work, they're pretty idea agnostic. So any identifier can be pulled in. I think we see a spectrum of clean rooms in the market, right? So some are very focused on analytics and very focused on kind of data science use cases. Some are very focused on just providing simple UIs and simple insights. So you kind of see this spectrum across clean rooms. But in general, like they should accept any data format What you can then do with the data, though, tends to vary based upon where the clean room's chosen to specialise.
1: Got it. And what does it spit out? Does it spit out this identifier that both parties see without seeing each other's data? It typically
0: shouldn't. So a clean room should spit out aggregated insights Mm. at the end of it. I think one of the challenges, though, for clean rooms in the market has been actually ad tech isn't set up to receive aggregated insights. (laughs) Yeah. So at the end of it the dsp the ssp they're all expecting a list of ids and the clean rooms in this really tricky situation of it doesn't want to spit out a list of IDs, but in order to integrate with our tech, yeah. it has to. So we actually think, for example, for clean rooms to re-achieve mass adoption on the activation side, they need to be paired with cohort technology on the activation side as well.
1: It's kind of weird though, isn't it? Even at the IB, we get this sort of helicopter view and are totally in for getting away from having this sort of single identifier that looks, feels, smells a bit like a cookie. You sort of can't help myself, but get to this place where
0: we need an identifier. That we could use. It's weird, isn't it? Yeah, it's funny how everything and and identifies our key right. Yeah. But they I'm going to solve all the problems. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thing. Very sage
1: words indeed. People listening to this might be thinking about clean rooms. You know, when it comes to you know the platforms, perhaps it's fairly obvious where the data comes from. When you get into open web, though, where is the data sourced and what happens to it? Things like consent—is that still all required?
0: Yeah, yeah. It's a great question. So to answer the. First piece, most of the data, when we look at the open web, the most scaled data set across it is publisher data, right? Yes. Is the data we generate as we move across the internet. The reality, though, is as privacy regulation kicks in, as cookies kind of deprecate, that web gets shattered and fragments into thousands of publisher sized pieces. So now we have all these data sets being produced, but they belong and they're owned by individual publishers. I think on your point, though, around consent, yes entirely data clean rooms don't remove the need for consent right they solve the data security problem in privacy they don't solve the consent problem within privacy
1: yeah got it but from a consumer or a user point of view they don't need to be swatting up on clean rooms there doesn't need to be a big clean room campaign for
0: consumers on
1: telly to tell them what they are they're just kind of happening in the background hopefully and, and the pipes that make
0: stuff work i mean as far as the user experiences or the consumer experiences the world they should just see less Cambridge Analyticas over the <laughs> next kind of 10 to 20 years.
1: We all want less Cambridge Analyticas, I think. Hey, obviously, there's a whole host of cookie-less solutions being developed. I mean, you talked about cohorts just now. There's others that people like IB Tech Lab are focused on. But when it comes to that, what, what do you think the biggest benefits for clean rooms are going to be when we finally get into this sort of like proper post-cookie world?
0: So I think you kind of referenced identifiers earlier. I think what is true is... For digital advertising to work, companies have to be comfortable sharing data with each other. Mm. And the principles of a data clean room are really important for enabling that. And on top of those principles come a load of applications. Planning and audience building, activation measurement, a number of the pieces we've spoken about Mm. are then made possible if you apply those kind of fundamental principles. So I think kind of from our perspective, we certainly see data clean rooms as Critical for enabling data to be shared so we can build the advertising applications which we were used to pre kind of cookie and pre privacy regulation. Yeah, yeah, got it.
1: How would this stuff work, say, three, five years ago? You know, I'm a supermarket and I've got loads of first party data from a loyalty card or something like that. And I want to go to a publisher and they've got a bunch of first party data on people that shop for certain things like how would i have done that three years ago could it have even happened without each other seeing each other data i mean how would that actually manifest
0: itself so i think the way ad tech has structured itself and because of cookies it's primarily the publisher who's had to suffer got it because of a lack of that technology mm. so in essence everyone across the internet has been able to subscribe to and access publisher data without having to pay publishers anything for it. So in a way, publishers have been forced to accept that everyone is going to be able to see your data and use it without you really having any control over it. And if I'm Sainsbury's, I would go to my DSP, onboard my data into the DSP and then buy across the internet. So kind of, I think kind of advertise the data Or brand data is, broadly speaking, being protected by kind of the demand side platforms and the onboarding platforms. But it's actually kind of publisher data, which has has leaked across the internet over the past few years.
1: It sounds like clean rooms are a good thing for publishers.
0: Yeah. If you look at the companies who built clean rooms first, Facebook, Google, they were really doing that as publishers, right? Facebook, Mm. arguably, in some ways you could view as the largest publisher in the world. They were giving advertisers access to their data for measurement and other pieces, but very clearly saying, you can't pull this out of my ecosystem. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: You mentioned Sainsbury's there. I mean, you could list a whole host of other massive big advertisers who spend lots and lots of money. I think I probably know what the answer is going to be, but I'll ask the question anyway. Are, are data cleanings really only for big brands who have got lots and lots of really rich first-party data? Or, you know, if I'm a small SME or DTC brand, uh, uh, you know... I'm at a level where i can access that kind of technology as well
0: yes yeah, great question so i think first party data is by no means a prerequisite for using clean room so i think one use case data clean rooms can support really well right is if i am a brand without any first party data i can work with other owners of first party mm. data in a clean room environment to build audiences across those data sets i think though if you are a small company What's challenging with the data clean room is that it requires you to operate within an ecosystem and to build relationships within that. So I, as a small D2C brand, am I going to be able to convince Walmart to give me their data or Tesco to give me their data? So just think kind of because it is a slightly more immature ecosystem today, it's a little harder to enter the space if you're a small.
1: And how quickly are things changing? I mean, are there bigger innovations on the horizon that we can expect to see from Clean rooms, for example?
0: Yeah, I think where we're at today is I think people are really starting to spend time understanding the principles around data security and really kind of the value of a clean room as a baseline infrastructure. What I don't think we've reached today are all the applications which can be built by integrating with clean rooms or around clean rooms. And I think that's where we're going to see the next kind of layer of, of innovation. So, like, for of as company, we're very much focused on the audience building, the modeling, the activation within a cohort ecosystem. But for publishers, it could be that they adopt a clean room to build their own measurement solution, for Got example. It. So I think we're going to start to see all these applications get built on top of that underlying technology.
1: Lots and lots of focuses in identity and host cookie at the moment, but it feels like, you know, integrating clean rooms is going to benefit the sort of the wider digital advertising ecosystem as well you know in the long term this is just going to be a commonplace thing something that you don't necessarily have to think about right
0: yeah i think there's going to be an interesting question emerge over the coming years of like what is the role of an independent clean room Mm. versus are clean rooms just technology which get embedded within point solutions does the next measurement solution Just have a clean room technology within it or is it a clean room? And I think those are important questions to ask because are we building applications or are we building kind of an underlying infrastructure? And I don't think the ecosystem has fully figured that out yet. Yeah.
1: That's such a good point. An independent clean room. I mean, to what sort of power are these things held if it is independent? I mean, what's the vetting process for effectively you can play God here and say, okay, I can, I'm a business, I could start a clean room, I'm going to take bits of data technology, but who's sort of vetting you? Who's the one who's cleaning the clean room, if you like?
0: It's a fantastic question, right? It's like, who's asking that question of Facebook? I would presume that InfoSec teams at whatever yeah. enormous advertisers they're working with. But it's a really good question. And I guess
1: when you think about people like the ICO and, uh, and other regulators as well, this must be sort of welcomed by them in terms of it feels, you know, consumer privacy. It feels like consent is top of the agenda. Holy, it feels like a better way of doing things than perhaps we have in the past, which I know they've been critical of.
0: It's undoubtedly better for data security. Mm. I think what is important to note, though, is that it doesn't remove the need for consent and understanding kind of how and why are we processing data yeah. and really helping users to understand the purposes of those. That It doesn't solve that side of the equation. We as an industry can't lose sight of the import of of consent in the purposes because data clean rooms are receiving adoption.
1: Totally and and that consent should still happen at the point of entry if I'm on a publisher site or if I'm giving my data to a a Sainsbury's for example. Exactly. Amazing. Joe that was absolutely brilliant a whistle stop tour I mean I feel like I want to go out and talk to everyone about clean rooms <laughs> thanks for giving us 15 minutes and thanks for just explaining it so brilliantly as well
0: thank you so much James It's a pleasure
1: Joe Root from Permitive there if Lonely Planet did guides to clean rooms that would be it that would be the Lonely Planet guide to clean rooms and Joe is I mean he's just so precise and bang on we never ever script stuff on the pod we literally just have some topics that we want to cover, and we just let the conversation flow but it's just it was so so good the answers were so. so- Exact, And it just flowed so brilliantly. Uh, So massive thank you for Joe. He's enlightened me and I hope he's enlightened you too. If you want more information on clean rooms, on identity, on privacy, you can find a whole heap of ad tech resources at ibuk.com. Just go to the search bar at the top, or you can find your way through the navigation as well. Lots and lots of episodes in the archive. I said in intro, over a hundred we've got all on different topics. We've got meet the founder episodes we've got special guests we've got special stay engaged ones as well which is coming back this year which is exciting so go back and listen to some of those and why not tell a friend about the podcast who is in the industry and maybe doesn't listen to it at the moment enrich their world with these 20 minutes of oral delight that come out every week but for now thank you very very much for listening
0: iab uk building a sustainable future for digital advertising.